Hi guys, welcome back to Skincare Anarchy. Today's episode is so amazing because it's very science heavy, so buckle in. And if you love science, especially about skin health, you're really, really going to love everything that our guest is going to share today. So without further ado, I want to introduce you guys to the founder and CEO of the incredibly science-forward and innovative line, Epicutus Skincare. It is actually a brand that is has been in the making under the umbrella of a larger company known as Signum Biosciences. Um, and Signum is really at the forefront of medical discovery and research discovery. So welcome to the show. Um, and, you know, everyone, welcome Max Stock, who is the founder. Um, I'm so excited to learn from you, Max. I know that you have a lot of great information and a lot of background information about the science. So welcome. Oh, um, you know, I want to get started, uh, Max, by your journey and how you landed in this, you know, area of science and just what led you here. I just want to know all the all the background, really. Yeah. So science for me is my background. And it started at a, as my earliest memories. My father is a scientist and a professor at Princeton University. And I was exposed to um, science at a very young age. That's what was discussed around the dining room table. And so I really had an exposure um, very young. So I worked for professors all the way through high school. Um, during the summer, I worked for uh, uh, professors in their, in their research labs. Um, and then all through college, I also uh, worked at, at uh, biotech company um, called uh, Synergen, um, and then oh, I, yeah, I Synergen. That's cool. And then um, so so that's really were, was the beginning of my you know very early on. I lived and breathed science, but in college I decided that I didn't want to go work for a big company. That I I really wanted to start my own company. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. And I, my father had started a biotech company and he had me, I was involved in it at very low level. He just basically brought me along um, to meetings. So I was exposed to that whole world and watched him do it. So that enabled me to have that idea in my head. So I did create a number of startup companies that weren't successful and then eventually yeah, my father and I decided to start a biotech company together, and that was the beginning of Signum Biosciences. So in around 1997, 98, um, we started to form the ideas behind Signum. We started to pull the science together. Um, what, what... Now, was this your father's? I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you, but was this your father's, like, uh, like he wanted to do this or this was something you had, like your idea and you introduced? Um, it's some, I wanted, he knew that I was following the path of being an entrepreneur and he had technology that he thought would be commercial, that we could commercialize. And so that it was basically both of our ideas. I'm very, I'm very close with my father. Um, he and I are, are good, are, you know, he's, are good friends. Um, and so we just talked a lot and he would always guide me. He guided me all the way through high school, through college in terms of who I was working for, what professors I was working for, what I was focused on. So he, he really mentored me 
throughout my life. And so it was really an organic process. I, I, uh, we really came up with the idea together. Um, so that, that, was, beautiful. that was, that was the yeah. genesis of it. Yeah. And I so, asked you, I asked you that because I really think that when you grow up with parents who are such like truly scientists, right? Like to their core, like that's, that's their passion that it can't help but rub off. You know what I mean? Cause I, I grew up with this, like my, my father is also in, in science and I grew up with science around me. So I very much um, relate to your, you know, what you were saying. So that's why I brought that up, but thank you for explaining that. That's beautiful. Please continue. Yeah. And the one, the one difference is that they, my, my mother and my father are both academics. And so yeah. I knew I didn't want to be an academic. I didn't want that long grind playing those academic You'd politics. You've seen that, yeah. You see all the downs and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so he and I got together in 97, started to put the ideas on paper. And then in 2000, I moved to Princeton, New Jersey to actually start working in his lab. Uh, to get the data to advance the science to a point where we could go raise money and that took about three years of me doing bench work and we then started the comp formed the company in 2003 and the company was based on two mechanisms two targets one was g protein signaling and the other was PP2A or a phosphatase, a phosphatase signaling, both signal transduction targets. So my father studied these signal transduction. He, he, he was focused on signal transduction. And what signal transduction is, is yeah. it's inside a cell, you have all these proteins that are interacting with each other. And then you have the membrane of a cell with all the receptors. And then what happens is a signal comes, binds to a receptor that receptor then causes a signal transduction pathway to activate. And that's basically how a cell makes decisions is through right. outside receptors, then signal transduction that tells the cell basically what to do. And in his case, he was studying inflammation, which is relevant in so many diseases, especially diseases of aging especially in the skin. Skin's really, uh, is susceptible to inflammation. It's the, it's our biggest or organ. It is exposed to the outside. And as we all know, inflammation can happen in skin and we're all, we're all kind of battling it as we age. Um, also from just being exposed to the environment, to the world, um, inflammation happens. So he was studying G protein signaling as well as phosphatase signaling. And that was the beginning of that were that was the mechanisms by which we started the company. And our and what we did is we focused on developing, we wanted to develop drugs in a classic sense, and we do develop drugs for topical disease at Signum based on those different mechanisms. But we also realized that in the skincare space, there could be applications in more consumer-based products that don't have to go through that same regulatory process. So we could develop botanical extracts focused on those targets, as well as synthetic molecules focused on those targets, and then develop those as cosmetic ingredients. And that's what we did for up to about 
well, well, really about a year and a half ago, I guess, when we launched Epicutus, that was the culmination of a lot of that work. But in the interim, over the past 20 years, we have developed drugs for topical disease, which we have licensed to, in the classic sense, the pharmaceutical company. And then we developed cosmetic ingredients that then we licensed to the cosmetic industry. And so about five, six years ago, I had the idea of creating our own formulas, our own products. I, I saw in the industry that there were a lot of ingredients that weren't the best. And both my father and I suffer from seborrheic dermatitis, which is a condition where you get itchy red flaking around the nasal folds and on your face. And it's, and it, and we wanted to use our own technology for ourselves. We were developing these cosmetic ingredients. And so I would have to create my own formulas to use the products for ourselves. And that's when I had the idea of, I really didn't see in the space companies creating really simple formulas that has had a few, as few ingredients as possible, um, but, but then high concentration of actives. And so I saw that didn't exist. And I wanted to create that ourselves. And I thought the professional channel was the preferred channel in that it's a high touch channel. There's, there's, you know, obviously when you go to a dermatologist office or a medical spa, you have experts in the field that really know no skin. And as right, opposed right. to buying something from CVS or buying something on a website, you really don't have anybody to talk to. You don't have an expert to talk to. Consumers were just making their own decisions and everybody has different skin, right? There's 7 billion skin types. You know, they say there's five different skin types, but everybody's skin is unique. And so I thought it was critical to develop the technology in the professional channel because of that reality. And so Early on in the history of Signum, we partnered with a Japanese pharmaceutical company or a Japanese pharmaceutical company invested in Signum and, and their Roto Pharmaceuticals. So I was exposed to the Japanese, to Japanese skincare. And I saw that they, were, they really had these elegant formulations. They didn't use a lot of preservatives or perfumes they they really kept their formulas that's, very that's actually really interesting i want to i want to uh, just pause for a second and talk about that because japanese skincare for me has been very intriguing in that sense exactly of the the quality of the science and the technology and the engineering behind it because i think there's a gray area right like i mean i think in the west the way i perceive it at least people are you know aware that you know there's a lot more science i guess research going on around their skincare products and there's a fad that everyone wants to invest in japanese beauty japanese skincare but we never really hear about the science very much so can you uh dive into some things that maybe you saw or, or noticed that were coming out in terms of like scientific innovation from japan that were being incorporated in skincare yeah that might have inspired you you know yeah, there was one specific gentleman that inspired me, Masanori Tamura, and he created this Hadulabo line of skincare products. It's actually ended up being the, the biggest selling uh, moisturizer in Japan. And that yeah, that line, one is huge. I've heard of that one too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, and it, it's actually made it here to the United States. And, and he 
was the head formulator at Roto. And he was doing a, when in, you're in a, a Japanese, a, a global Japanese company, they have their people do tours of duty in different geographic areas. And he was actually in Buffalo, New York. And I met him and I really had a, a keen interest in what he had done. And that's when I started to have the idea of creating our own formula. But we didn't have in-house formulation at the time. I was working with these outside CMOs and it was very limited. They were um, not very innovative. They just used kind of a cookie cutter approach. And I wanted to create something very unique. I had that respect for Japanese skincare. And a Japanese consumer is much more powerful than an American consumer. And, and by that, I mean, they're much more educated about the product. So a Japanese mm -hmm. consumer is very demanding, much more demanding than an American consumer. An American consumer is much more driven by marketing, whereas a Japanese consumer is much more, they're driven by marketing, but it's much more real marketing. It's based on science. Yeah, right? yeah, so it's, it's a, facts, so, fact-driven, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. so, I, so I met Masanori and built a relationship with him and actually convinced him with the permission of the CEO of Roto for him to join Signum and help us create this new brand. And he was, he was uh, excited to do that, to uh, be involved in an entrepreneurial type endeavor. And so that's when our relationship started and he and I brought him into Signum and he and I, mostly him, started to, to develop the formula based on our technology. So now, was, was this part of the TSC? Because I know you guys have a patented uh, complex, and I want you to really dive into that for us, if it's possible. Like the science, was he involved in that portion? He was not involved in the creation of those molecules. He was. Okay. He, his expertise lies in taking a molecule that has specific properties and then wetting it to a formula that enhances the activity of that molecule. So at Signum, we have medicinal chemists that create synthetic molecules in a very classic drug discovery approach, meaning that we have these targets being the phosphatase and G proteins. And so we can take those proteins and we created these patented screens, then we can take a molecule. So we started with a very simple molecule called and acetylpharnosyl cysteine. And it, it was simply a mimetic of the tail of a small G protein. And so that was the starting point. And it basically competed for binding between a G protein and a G protein coupled receptor. The G protein coupled receptor mm -hmm. is a transmembrane protein that lies in the membrane. One end sticks out outside the cell and the other is inside the cell. And that's a classic receptor protein. And so he simply created a mimetic or copied the tail of a G protein that would bind to that small G pro that GPCR. And so that was the very beginning. That was the first molecule. That was his discovery that he made and he patented that molecule, but he also patented uh, a very large genus of the, that chemistry. So we actually have thousands of molecules that we've made 
that are derivatives of that original and acetylfarnesyl cysteine, AFC molecule. Yeah. Um, and we yeah. actually developed that molecule initially and sold that molecule to Elizabeth Arden. And that was featured in their Provage line of cosmetic products. And so, oh, wow. and so we derivatized that original molecule and then screened those derivatives against our screens, against those proteins, the G proteins and the phosphatase protein. And we would make small structural modifications to the chemistry. And each modification would either tell us it's not as active or it's more active. And that's a classic medicinal chemistry approach to creating active, biologically active molecules. So that's what led us to TSC, which is a derivative of that original molecule AFC. Um, So that's how, so we had that already developed when uh, Masanori joined us at Signum. And we knew that that was a very potent molecule that was effective in skin. And so we used that to develop the lipid serum. And then we also had botanical extracts. We, I always saw botanical extracts as being really interesting in that they, there's, there's a lot of epidemiology or there's a lot of evidence out there around different botanicals for their activities. And so we yeah. looked in the epidemiology, looking for botanicals that had activity against, that had certain physiological effects. And one of those was chia seeds. And so we screened uh, hundreds of botanicals and have, and got a number of hits off of that. And one of them was chia seeds. What, what, uh, what physiological alterations were you specifically, I mean, you mentioned inflammation, right? So, I mean, when you talk about G protein, I want to rewind a little bit because when you talk about G protein, uh, you know, binding molecules, you're talking about a plethora of possibilities in the human body, which, you know what I mean? We don't, we can't, we don't have time to go on, but what, when you were designing this specifically for, you know, skin and, you know, targeting that organ, what did you narrow it down to in terms of your, um, what kind of physiological changes did you want? So we started with cell call. We actually started biochemically. So you would take the purified proteins and you would look for binding, right? So you use a radioactive assay and you use a, you use an isotope that allows you to follow the activity and you actually radio label a molecule and, look and see, is it actually binding? And do you get an enhanced activity? And so that is part of the SAR, which is a structure activity relationship studies that you do, very classic uh, pharmaceutical development. And we were doing that to develop for developing drugs for topical disease. And so some of the molecules were very effective and G protein, small G protein signaling is a regulator of inflammation. So when you get inflammation that happens in, a, in skin, for example, when you get exposed to sunlight and you get a sunburn, for example, that's inflammation. And so that is regulated by G protein signaling. It's, there's, other, there's other 
regulatory targets that do the same thing. The body just doesn't work in just one way. There's always multiple mechanisms by which regulation happens. But one of those is small G proteins, RAC, RAS, and Rho, which are these small G proteins. And that regulates inflammation in a specific way. And what happens is you'll get a inflammation will happen. And then these skin cells will signal inflammatory cells to come into the, the skin, the dermis and the epidermis, and actually release peroxide, which causes to kill any foreign intruder, right? So it would come in, releases peroxide burst. First, neutrophils are recruited in. So first, the first yeah. thing that happens... Recruiting of your immune system to the area of damage. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, so yeah. neutrophils come into the tissue. They, they actually release peroxide to kill any foreign intruder. And even if you're exposed to UV, there's no foreign intruder, you're still activating those inflammatory pathways. And those neutrophils come in, release peroxide, and, and, and then you also get proteases that are released. And that is what causes the breakdown of the ECM or the extracellular matrix, the collagen, mm. the elastin that gives your skin structure. And so what happens is over time, when you're exposed to UV or environmental pollution or just general stress hormones and whatnot, you get chronic inflammation. And that chronic inflammation is what causes your skin to age. Right. So that's right. what breaks right. down your the structure. You lose that plumpness, you lose, you get wrinkles, all those classic. But you also can get uh other problems like rosacea, um, septerm, atopic dermatitis, and we develop drugs specific for those diseases. Um, but what we wanted to do is develop a compound for in botanical extracts just for general calming of the skin we didn't want to we didn't want too potent a molecule because then that would be a drug and we wanted to develop something that was yeah. just good for general daily use to really reduce that daily inflammation that we all are subjected to over time and so right, right. so that so that was the the beginning of that whole process so in the end we came up with TSC which what which is a which is the molecule that's in the lipid serum and when applied topically that has potent anti-inflammatory effects and its ability to reduce that redness reduce that edema reduce that um, just overall uh, inflammation which is critical to skin health now there's one thing that I didn't mention that's almost the 800 pound gorilla in the room which is your microbial the, the microbial population yeah. that you have on your skin. And those also play a really critical role in skin health. Just like your, just like you have microbes that are in your gut, in your eye, everywhere, all over inside and outside of your whole body. You have yeah. these microbes. Well, I think, I think it's important. And I think like, you know, given the sophistication of the line, I mean, it's, it's important to realize it's not just the, it's not the bacteria, it's what they're producing and what they're digesting and what they're, you know what I mean? So with those, those compounds 
are I think what people don't understand just as a little tidbit I think about the microbiome because you know how you see that right in skincare like a lot of microbiome products and I feel like people are targeting the wrong thing if you know what I mean like it's like you're targeting what like what what's the purpose right it's not just about placing bacteria but it's what's the, what they make what that does to the other you know lipids and molecules found on top of the skin and so all of that i just want to i just want to put that out there for everyone listening you know um and there's why a lot of, and there's a lot of different approaches so some companies are actually creating genetically modified microbes to put on the skin or yeah. they're isolating specific strains of microbes in order like quote unquote, good microbes versus bad microbes um, to control certain populations. And we take what we found is TSC has this dual activity. So it's not only an anti-inflammatory, but it also controls microbial growth and it, it acts as a postbiotic. So when you talk about the molecules that are secreted by these microbes, those are, those are termed postbiotics. And those, so all these microbes are talking to each other. And they're talking to each other by expressing these postbiotic molecules. That's, that's their language that they speak to each other. And so right. you have a number of different microbes. It's a, it's, a, it's a forest on your face, on your skin of all kinds. It's a whole ecosystem that consists of, and not just microbes, but also, but also different fungi. There's mites. There's all kinds of different stuff and they're all interacting. They're all expressing these different postbiotic molecules that are interacting with each other. And so what TSC does is it controls the growth of P acnes uh, or C acnes. Um, and so it has that dual activity, whereas the acne microbes are, are critical for health. You don't want to just kill all these microbes. You, but what happens yeah. is you get these, you get too much growth, right? And yeah, a lot it's of that like comes dripping, and then there's overgrowth, you know, in that exactly. area. Exactly, and a lot of yeah. that comes from people wash their face too much with these detergents, and then you strip all these oils from your skin, yeah. and that yeah. causes these sebaceous glands to produce too much sebum, and then that's a reservoir for these microbes to feed on, and then you get this growth. And so TSC right. is able to control the growth of these microbes to, to a healthier level. And so it has that dual activity. So we, we really believe in focusing on this microbial component to skincare, but we also feel that inflammation is also critical to a skincare product. And so we take that dual approach with TSC. That's very interesting. No, I really like that. And I think it's important to realize how important, I mean, you know, going back to, I think your father's vision is signaling how important, you know, understanding signaling research is when we approach skin health, because that's something I feel like I, I have been trying to kind of, you know, put out there through my little, you know, blurbs or whatever, but I think, you know, what you said and everything you've described here is just such a, you know, breath of fresh air in a lot of ways, you know, for me as a consumer, as a scientist, whatever, because that level of understanding and being able to understand that this you know, this molecule interacts with this molecule and then that causes this effect and that effect leads to all these things we love talking about, you know, like like you mentioned the ECM and, you know, the, the buoyancy of whatever, you know, all that stuff, you know, everyone, all those buzzwords that are 
making up the marketing, which is driving U.S. consumerism. The marketing, I think, is a good place to start educating because this is the level of education your marketing rep should have, in my opinion, at this point. So I love that you went into that. Thank you so much. And I want to dive into each one of the products because I know it's a new line and you guys have been very selective with your range. So if you want to kind of just, you know, take it wherever uh, you think it's a good place to start. I know you mentioned lipid serum, which is a wonderful product, but um, you know, I would love to yeah. talk about the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great place to start the lipid serum. So the lipid serum, yeah. it's only eight ingredients, including water. And so Masanori was able to create these formulas that have none of the toxic ingredients that you might find in other products, but you still, the formula is still elegant. It feels great. It goes on great. And that, that's a, you kind of see in the discussions today about, oh, you need these ingredients in order to make the formulas elegant. And that's just not true. What you need to do is maybe spend a little bit more money on more expensive ingredients and then that are not toxic, but more expensive. And then you would have those elegant formulations. So I really saw there being a cost of goods driver driving down the quality of these formulas. And so we really took a different approach. You know, our cost of goods are more expensive, but our, but our ingredients are very safe. Um, we actually are the only professional channel line of products that are EWG certified. And EWG is an environmental working group. It's a nonprofit organization that evaluates personal ingredients and in personal care products. And so can I, you, Max, can you take a second and just clarify something for the audience? Because there's a lot of talk right now, and I've had to actually comment on some of the comments we've gotten about people talking about the EWG. Can you clarify scientifically why it is valid and it really matters? Because I think people need to understand that. I would love so, for you to do yeah. So I think EWG is valid and matters is, is because it is not an industry funded organization. It's an independent organization with toxicologists and scientists and the, that, that are actively trying to evaluate the safety of all these ingredients and all these products that we're all using every day. And they don't just do cosmetic products. They also do cleaning products. They do things like uh, you, you name it, toothpaste, all kinds of different stuff. And so right. I think it's important to have an independent organization that's trying to evaluate the safety of these ingredients. I know for myself, that's important to me. I care about what I put in my body. I, I care about what I put on my body. And I want to know what is the current scientific evidence around these different ingredients. The pushback on EWG is that they have been erring on the extreme side of caution which is yeah. any remote piece of evidence that might suggest that ingredient might not be safe, they actually disclose. And so my feeling is I'd rather be safe than sorry. Yes, right? thank if, you. If, yeah. <laughs> at, at least you could make that decision for yourself. If you don't right. think that that scientific publication or that piece of scientific evidence is compelling enough, then you can make that choice. But at least you have an organization that's gathering all this information and putting it in an easy to use format so people can actually take out their phone, use an app, look at the ingredients on these different products and make the decision for themselves. 
And so I just thought that was a powerful approach. I absolutely yeah, believe very, very powerful. Yeah. yeah. And I absolutely believe in it. And then you can see a lot of these companies are very slick about how they list their ingredients. First of all, they list the ingredients. So you can't actually, it's so small, you can't actually read the ingredients. And then they take the kitchen, they put in 50, 60 different ingredients um, and, and it makes it very difficult to evaluate. So one of the, the core tenets of Epicutus is transparency. And we list every single ingredient. We actually put it in a booklet with the product. And we say, why the, what's the ingredient and why the ingredient is in there? What is it doing? And yeah, so- I just say when I first received um, the product, I definitely geeked out over that booklet. So I'm really glad that you guys have that in there. It reminds me of just like old, like, you know, days of bench research where you get, you know, the products for a lab, right? And it comes with the little booklet. Like, it, it's a great feeling to have that there at and it's right there the knowledge is right there if you really want to learn you can so i love that you guys did that by the way that thank you for that yeah yeah we we think that's really important and especially in the professional channels if you have some brands that are direct to consumer that are doing that that are being transparent that are making sure that the ingredients that are in their products are good but in the professional channel it tends to be more medical and i think a lot of the medical approach isn't necessarily focused on safety. It's more focused on just, I don't know what it's focused on, but it's not, but it's not that. And so, um, and, 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 and I think a lot of people believe that you need harsh chemicals or harsh things that have issues around safety in order for things to be effective. And that's just not what we believe at Signum. And we've really shown that in our products. So if you use our products, they really work. And even though they're really simple, they have as few ingredients as possible. And, and, and so we, we believe that that's, that's the best approach. And so the lipid serum, it's only eight ingredients. The main ingredient is TSC molecule. And then you also have very high weight, uh, high molecular weight hyaluronic acid. That is the other real active molecule there that, pr- that helps create that barrier. And so that's a, a simple serum, very elegant, goes on very nicely, doesn't interfere, it plays well with others. It does not, you can put makeup on over it. it it's, it's, it's very uh, amendable to other products as well. And then we have the Hyvea cream and the Hyvea cream main active is a chia seed extract that we trademarked as Hyvea. And that chia seed extract is enriched for omega-3 and omega-6s, which are active against a ph- the phosphatase that we focus on. And the phosphatase we focus on is called PP2A, pho- protein, phosphatase protein 2A, pretty scientific right. term. But right. that phosphatase is responsible for 80%, more than 80% of all phosphatase activity. And, and that re- one of the things that that regulates is inflammation. And so our, our idea is to target two different inflammatory pathways that in order to fight inflammation. And so another thing, chia seed is also very good at moisturization um, of, of the skin. And so the omega-3 and omega-6s also play that role as a moisturizer. They're fatty acid, lipid-like molecules. And so, right. and so, 
Um, so that so that's the main focus is moisturization with the cream, whereas the serum is really focused on inflammation and micro and controlling microbial growth. So the Hyvea cream is only 24 ingredients. It is a it is a moisture thick thicker cream. It's not a serum. And so the omega the problem with omega three and omega six is if you're using pure omega three and omega six it gets oxidized. And so if it yeah. gets oxidized, yeah. then it's inactive. And so we made the discovery that omega-3 and omega-6 in the chia seed extract complex remains stable and remains active. And so we, that's, that was really the driver in behind using chia seed. Um, so high levels of omega-3 and omega-6 um, and really focused on moisturization, simple 24 ingredients, eight ingredients for the lipid serum. And those are our two main hero products. So we also believe that we shouldn't be using six, seven, eight different products every day. We really wanted to simplify the routine, two products um, that are, that, it, that that's all you'll need is the two different products. So we don't right. have any, we don't have any preserve, you know, if you, you have things like people like to use retinols, for example, but when you're pregnant or breastfeeding, you can't use retinols. That should be a big, gigantic red flag, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Um, I, I, I'm really glad that you're saying this rather than me freaking ranting about this again and again, because honestly, I don't get why, like, like, I'm just going to say this, why medical clinical dermatology at this point, pharmaceutically speaking, is utilizing such archaic almost uh, options in treatments because retinol... I did a whole post about this, Max. I mean, I know you're really busy, but genuinely, I'm going to send it to you. Like, I literally just try to show people, like, look at the signaling and look what's going on and look how this is not good for your skin. Like, you don't need this, you know? And it's like, people just don't, they don't want to let go, right? Of these, like, old pharmaceutical approaches which is okay whatever but if you're still using hydroxychloroquine or chloroquine and quinine analogs for anything there's a problem okay and there's we need to think about it in a more sophisticated way and that's where i think your line is just so brilliant obviously i mean you know that's a no-brainer you know that's what we really wanted to change the conversation right so all these kind of old technologies even though they work hydroquinone works but like you said, it's toxic and yeah. there's other, and there's other ways to go about it. I think in the cosmetic industry, you have this, you have these economic drivers that are in a way kind of corrupting the space and you don't have a lot of innovation in, in that, you know, most of the money go not goes into marketing, not product development. And so yeah. you have these huge marketing budgets and you don't, you know, there's not, there's not a whole lot of money that goes into, you know, I don't know the particulars of everybody's budgeting, but um, that that's the sense that I get. No, I, I totally hear you. You're a hundred percent, you know, that's 100% true. Everything, you know, because let, let's be honest, you know, the level of science and the type of science we're talking about, you know, bench research, as most people call it, it requires a lot of money. Okay. And there's a lot like buying one, you know, set of like primers for a, you know, a, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like $400 or something, something crazy, right? I don't even remember yep. anymore. But like, it's a lot of money. And we don't put that money towards the science and the tools we need. 
we're putting it towards people coming up with words that they don't understand because they won't fund the science to understand them. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's just so, yeah, it's a freaking oxymoron. So I love that you are, you know, you're representing real science here. You know, Epicutus, if you want a skincare line that's genuinely science made by scientists, like real people who are making the textbooks that, you know, uh, doctors are reading about, this is the kind of line you want right here. You know, like, let's be real. That's exactly right. And I I like to tell people I'm a, I'm a scientist turned into a business guy. Um, So my my core is, is science and I believe in science and, and then you get, and then you get these products like, and then you get something like a retinol and then you have to, it's so unstable that you have to put all these terrible ingredients just to keep it stable. So on top of it being something that isn't so great, you have to put even more ingredients in there that make it even more toxic. Um, So it's, so it's, uh, I was just scratching my head and I, you know, I'm the typical guy who, you know, I, uh, in my past, my skincare consisted of a bar of ivory soap. (laughs) Um, Dad are like that. I have to force both of them, like put something on your face. <laughs> exactly. And then yeah. and I, I, I started to develop seborrheic dermatitis in my, mm-hmm. in my uh, late thirties. And, yeah. and that drove me towards really, you know, went to the dermatologist, the dermatologist say, here's a, here's a tube of steroids whenever it flares up. And then, you know, you, if you know about steroids, you know, like steroids, dude, like they literally thin your skin. I'm sorry. I totally interrupted you. No, they thin your skin and they also can exacerbate different topical diseases, right? They can actually turn certain diseases and put on some of the two products. It's very so. And, and people do, try to use them sparingly only it, during flare-up, but it's all self-regulated and we all and, know how that And that's works. what we wanted to create. Have and some so place that I, you have to be. I think I, I really want to just, I, I also want to say this here because so many times I've had um, male founders or male CEOs or even editors on and they always, you know, the topic always comes up of how do we market skincare and skin health products to men. And this is like, you know, if if this is the solution to that just make two or three products that really work and and make it in just neutral packaging (laughs) and give it to them you know what i mean it's like as long as it works because that's what i've noticed you know if you think about from a psychological perspective i mean honestly um it's male and female mentality when we look at self-care products and it's just simple you know men want the simple approach because they want what works so just it's easy. And I don't know why there's such a debate about it. You know what I'm saying? That's why I bring this up. It's like, it's, I think your line, I think in general, if you stick to the science, if you stick to science as your core, you're going to automatically be inclusive. You're going to automatically be, you know, um, whatever all the buzzwords are, you know what right, I mean? Right, right, yeah, exactly. Yes. And, 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 and then we have a third product, which is we are actually able to partner with hydrofacial and we okay. created a booster for them and it was their it's their first neck and decollete booster um i i liked the hydrofacial approach it was non-invasive um very simple approach and so i approached those guys and they were they were very receptive and we created the uh, epicutus neck and decollete booster and that's been very successful as well so those were our first three products um 
And then we developed a lipid recovery mask where we double the concentration of TSC that's in the serum. We double the concentration in the mask and it's a biocellulose mask. And that was really also focused on post-procedure. And so a lot of these, you know, in the professional channel, you have a lot of these aesthetic procedures that are very invasive that create quite a bit of irritation, inflammation. And so the, we wanted, you know, I really, I really appreciate the professional channel. I think it is the best place to get skincare products. As I mentioned in the beginning, that it's really the only place that you can go actually talk to an expert you know, dermatologist or an esthetician, you know, they really know skin, they work with it daily, they know everybody has their own issues. And so we really wanted, we really saw their business as being really important. And I think beauty is important. I, I want to really say that I think beauty and looking good is critical. I don't think we want to throw that out the window. I think, hmm. I don't you think know, so. how, pe- how people look, feel and how they look is so important to their confidence and just quality of life. So, so we created the lipid recovery mask to use post-procedure, you know, after getting a, a laser ablation or microneedling or all these different procedures, um, the lipid recovery mask is really meant to help mitigate a lot of that, a lot of those problems that you get afterwards. So really reducing the irritation, the redness, the stinging, the burning, um, yeah. enha- enhance the the recovery time so there's less downtime um, so right. we really were we really also a big part of our brand is thinking about the business of the professional channel what's their business how do we make products that can enhance their business and so that was the result was the lipid recovery mask uh, um, and then we and, not, then, yeah. and then in uh, in March we're coming out to complete the line we're coming out with our oil cleansing set. So another problem in skincare is that people are using these detergents on their face. So uh, that is very, uh, can be very damaging. So your stratum corneum is made up of dead skin cells, right? That's what it is. And so you, you really want to be cogent. You want to be cognizant of how much you're stripping off of, of, that, of that layer we literally just did a post about foaming soaps and soaps in general i'm so glad you're talking about this like about surfactants and stuff so everyone listening if you want even more info go to that post to read up on what max is trying he's explaining here but yeah please continue so tamora created this oil cleanser and most oil cleansers you would use would actually you put the oil cleanser on and then wash it off but you still have this really oily film on your face and especially people that are acne prone or have more greasy skin to start, they are addicted to detergents, to, to foaming. I just want to strip every piece of oil <laughs> off of my face and I want to touch my face and not have any. And I have that same very greasy T-zone. But what, so what we created is an oil cleanser that when you actually add water, it has, it, it completely washes off and it actually leaves you with a, a nice, dry, soft feel. And so we, we feel like we've created something really different. So you don't get the harsh detergent effect, um, but, you, but you get that soothing. It actually calms the skin down in a really nice way. And then that comes with an exfoliating enzyme powder, 
for somebody that does want to have do some exfoliating and we only recommend twice a week at the most to do that and you actually would mix the exfoliating enzyme powder in with the oil cleanser then use the use the cleanser and then the oil cleanser and then just wash off and you know do a little bit of scrubbing and 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 so you have that ability to exfoliate um but but That's we brilliant. don't recommend doing it too much so that'll really kind of finish off the line um we think it's a complete system with the the serum the 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 cream and then the cleansing set um really makes that complete line and uh, and the and mask I, I mean the mask is i know it's for post procedure but like I mean, masks are really great. You know what I mean? For especially for working women and men, like we sometimes just want to put on a mask. Why not just, you know, maybe you can leave it on for half the time because you don't need as much, you know, but masks for me, I'm obsessed with them. So I have to pitch the mask. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And, and we recommend, and we kind of recommend the consumers that they use it once a week. It's a great once a week treatment, like you're saying, um, just yeah. to kind of provide that extra additional benefit. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. We, uh, we, we, we think the same thing. And then we're also thinking, we're also developing a neck and decollete mask as well. So we, Ooh, we, we, we really awesome. feel that the, the neck and the decollete are really one of the areas that age uh, the quickest and is an important area. And, and that was one of the things that we were really excited about with hydrofacial. I would so love to have you, I would love to have you back on Max to talk about that specific product. Cause I think that's an area I would love to hear your explanation of the science of like the difference between the skin there versus our face if you ever want to or have yeah time. that would be great it'd be also great <laughs> yeah. to do to have tamora join me i think he's uh yeah. he's, an ama- he's an amazing uh uh source of knowledge and has spent his whole life um he's very passionate about his formulas and skincare and um that would i think that would also be very interesting for you and your audience as well so that would be absolutely great. yes 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 i 100 percent and behind that and i hope all of you listening out there i hope you've learned a lot because this has been so amazing thank you max so much by the way you're really really good at explaining like science like on a like academia level like you need to teach at schools do you do that like like uh, yes, no, no. i leave that to my father he's oh my like gosh you need to no 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 we need both both of you need to go do guest lecturing because honestly like we don't have enough people who are able to really explain science and i think when you're able to do that you're truly truly a very intellectually you know um just tuned in person to the real stuff and i i would love to see you do that but yeah thank you so much for thank you so much for all of this and for coming on the show everyone listening if you have not already go check out epicuta skincare i'm going to link everything in the concept art for this episode also we will be sending out a newsletter just about the brand and all the science and summarizing what max has explained so if you have not signed up for our email list please do that uh, via the link in our bio on our Instagram. And yeah, I hope you loved it and leave your comments or, you know, just questions, whatever you have for Max's team. And I will definitely pass them along. Thank you so much. And I'll be back next time. Hey, thank you. Take care, everybody.